Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, episode 49, with your host, Evan Dunn Baritone. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining with me today. We're going to discuss some crucial strategies that you can use to begin changing the inner dialogue in your brain from negative to more positive. And before you skip to the next episode, (laughs) I know you might be thinking, all that positive talk is not really for me. I'm more realistic than that. And positive thinking has never really worked for me. If you're thinking that, and that's you, then you especially need to stay and listen to this episode. See, I caught you. (laughs) Now you have to stay. So it's summertime here, and that means summer projects. And um, my parents are retired, and they live not too far from where I live and work. They asked if I could come help them do some work on their house. They're doing some renovations. My dad has always been super handy, and he does as much work as possible on his own. So we were putting up trusses yesterday, and uh, we'll do some more later today. It's really a big job. and when and doing it, it was just my retired dad, myself, my retired mother, and my two kids running around. <laughs> and we're trying to climb the ladder safely, keep the kids safe and out of the way, and do the work. It was seriously so nuts, especially because this stray dog kept running up and scaring my kids while I'm, like, up on a ladder 100 feet in the air holding this truss. And... <laughs> But you know what? Honestly, it was fun trying to do something new and learn a new skill. And my kids found some choke cherry bushes and we're eating the cherries. We're laughing about how it kind of makes your mouth feel numb because they're bitter. And, um, oh, this was the funniest thing. At one point, my kids, they were inside my parents' house and I could see them through the window. And my daughter, Mary Alice, she's six. She came and put her hands in a heart and was kind of smiling at me through the window. And so I smiled back at her and I did the I love you sign in sign language with my fingers. And so she saw me and she was trying to imitate me. And I just wish that I had a picture that I could show you all. She was so funny. So she was like struggling with her fingers, trying to get the right fingers up and do that, you know, the right position. And her mouth, she was still smiling at me with her mouth, but then her eyes were doing this crazy squinting thing and her cheeks were kind of squeezing as she was, her mind was so focused on trying to get her fingers into the right position. And it was just hysterical because she looked like a crazy, you know, she was just trying so hard. And it reminded me of how it feels when you're practicing singing and you're so focused on the internal muscles and sensations and you're not really cognizant of which way your eyes are looking and you start kind of squeezing your face muscles. And, okay, I just have to ask, do any of you ever feel like you go blind when you're singing? Like you're so focused that it's almost like you black out when you're singing high notes or something. Am I the only one? (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Maybe I'm the only crazy one. 
So today, like I said, we are discussing such an important topic, and I've been thinking about it a lot this week in preparation and have had some fun interactions on social media about this topic, so I'm excited to share it with you. And we're discussing how to bridge the gap between having negative thoughts about yourself, your voice, your body, your life, etc., and getting to have a more positive mindset. And I'm so sorry again about my voice. I'm recording early in the morning, but I guess this is just dad life. You just have to do what you got to do. So many people think that you are either born with a positive personality or kind of a negative personality. And that and people who kind of have this negative personality sometimes have a perspective. They kind of pride themselves in being rooted in quote reality. I'm doing my quote fingers, but you can't see that. And there's a very specific reason why they believe that this is true. Okay, let me explain. It's a concept of CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. And I allude to this in almost every episode, but I'm going to give you, you know, a little more detail about it today. And I explain and I explained this how I learned it from Brooke Castillo. She didn't create this concept. I just like how she um, explains it simply. So our circumstances do not determine our feelings and they do not determine our actions. That is something that most of us at some point have thought in our lives. Our thoughts about our circumstances determine how we feel. And then our feelings determine how we act within those given circumstances. And then based on how we act, we get a certain result. We cannot control what happens to us or around us, but we can control how we think about what happens and that determines how we feel and how we act. And that determines our results. Brooke calls it CTFAR, which is circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. It's like this model of thinking about your life. Okay, so here is why many people think that their negative thinking is rooted in reality. So like I said, the thoughts that you have about your circumstances determine how you feel, which determine how you act and show up in the world. And that determines the results. If you think negatively, you feel bad about your circumstances. And since you feel that your circumstances determine how you act, you likely also feel helpless about the situation and you don't show up in a way that propels you forward. So you have a negative thought, it makes you feel kind of helpless, and then you don't show up in your actions. Your thoughts become a self-fulfilling prophecy because your results show what you believe about the world. Show me your results and I will tell you your thoughts. Some people say, I don't think that about the world. And I'm still getting a bad result in my life. That is just absolutely not true. The way that you show up in the world is always determined by your thoughts. And the results you get are always determined by how you show up in the world. 
This is not the same thing as trying to magically control events around you. You cannot. And if you try to, you will only ever be frustrated. But if you always focus on your thoughts, feelings, and actions, then your results will always come from your thoughts that you believed. So what does this look like in our art? A negative singer might not believe that their voice is worth much. They have worked hard, but they think that the market is oversaturated with too many singers, and they might believe that you just have to have a certain amount of luck to get into the career. And they think that this belief keeps them safe from having too high of hopes. So then they might not audition for certain companies because they don't know if they'll be able to get the job. They get frustrated in the practice room. And they kind of constantly worry about how other people see them and if they'll be able to be successful or not. So can you see how their thoughts led them to feeling worried about their career? They believed these things, and because they practiced believing them, it helped them to feel helpless and worried. And um, then those feelings, in turn, led them to not show up as courageously in their auditions or in their networking, or let them to limit the opportunities that they gave themselves. And it can limit them in the practice room as well. And then when their career is stagnant for several years, they think to themselves, oh man, I'm sure glad I didn't get my hopes up. Keeping my negative self-talk really preserved me in my career. And maybe now I'll just go do something safer. I just failed and I couldn't make it. And first of all, if you think to yourself, I failed and I couldn't make it, that's such a funny thought because the only way that you can fail is if you give up. Like if you're still living and breathing, you haven't failed yet. (laughs) But that's another topic for another day. So this person, their thoughts were fulfilled in their life. They prophesied about what would happen by believing it, and then it came true. And then they think, yeah, this opera career, it's not for everyone, blah, blah, blah. You know, they just really believe that. So another person could choose to believe something else. They might believe that there is an audience for their voice and that if they work hard enough, that there is a place for them to do what they love. And because of this belief, they feel confident in their efforts. And this leads them to network more. They might be a little more you know, aggressive in their networking, meeting more people. And to sing for more people, they take crazy actions like putting on their own opera, starting a network of singers through social media. They send videos of them singing to everyone and they just take every opportunity to advance themselves. And it is a long and arduous road, but they are successful at doing what they love doing. And the interesting thing is, They never worried about whether they were making it or not because they were always doing what they loved in the first place. They felt confident singing from the very beginning. And they didn't tie their self-worth to how many followers they had on Instagram or how many millions they made singing at the Met. They just sang and believed in that and felt successful. They created a self-fulfilling prophecy of excitement, confidence, and joy in sharing their art. And because of that feeling they created for themselves, they showed up in the world and created their own opportunities and became their own version of success. Now, 
I have to be clear that this has nothing to do with knowing exactly what the future looks like for you. You know, sometimes we think of manifesting things as I know exactly what will happen. And it's not always about waving a magic wand and pretending like you can tell the future because there are some things that are outside of our control. You know, a pandemic could happen. You could get sick. You know, things happen. But it has everything to do with creating thoughts in your life right now that help you to feel that your efforts matter. It is you taking back control over your emotional life so that your actions can reflect what you'd like to do with whatever time you have here on earth. And you always have that choice. Even if your circumstances change in the future, you can always choose to take control of your actions and your feelings and your thoughts. And if you give up your emotional control, you start to act in a way that diminishes your power and you lose the results that you wanted. And if you take responsibility for your emotional life, then you can show up authentically and powerfully and just see what you're able to create for yourself. So how do you do that? (laughs) Well, most of us have some negative thoughts. We've been practicing and believing them for a long time. These thoughts come from various sources, but it doesn't really help us to blame other people that have taught us these thoughts. We just need to recognize that we believe the thoughts And that they're stopping us from progressing. And now you are saying in your brain, I know, (laughs) but I have tried positive affirmations. They just don't really help me. I just don't believe them or something like that. Like you've looked in the mirror and you're like, I'm pretty, I'm smart, I'm, you know, and you're just like, this is silly. And of course you don't believe them. You are used to believing thoughts that beat yourself up, that treat you like garbage and tell you that there is little chance of you succeeding in life. And then you try to immediately jump to a thought like, I am a world-class singer, or I am beautiful, and you just laugh. You know, it just makes you feel delusional. So we need to be able to create a bridge for yourself from the negative garbage you have practiced believing to be able to get to a more positive frame of mind. I call it bridge affirmations or bridge thoughts. Remember, you're probably sick of me saying it, but it always comes down to your thoughts. So here are a few examples of what you can do. Let's say you are frustrated with technical issues in your voice, which believe me, I have been there. You think in your head, I hate my voice, my vibrato is wobbly, and I can't sing high notes. And this is me. I'm not really making this example up, if I'm being honest. I didn't really realize as I was planning this episode that I was writing about myself, but I totally am. So instead of jumping right to, I love my voice. I have a world-class voice. You might start with something more like, I have a voice and I use it to sing. And that is such a neutral statement. It, will, it should be quite easy for you to believe it. And if it's not, you know, you can choose whatever neutral thoughts work for you. There's no right answer here, okay? This is just an example. And it's so, 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 so crucial that you choose a really neutral, easy thought that you can just believe. 
Okay, the only thoughts that really make a difference for us in our feelings and our actions and our results are the ones that we believe. That's why I say over and over the thoughts that you have practiced, the thoughts that you really believe over years and years, those are the ones that determine your feelings. Okay, so you can start by writing out the simple affirmation of I have a voice and I use it to sing. You could write it 10 times. You could say it in the mirror when you practice. And just whenever you start hating on your voice or hating on yourself, you can start practicing calming down and focusing on this more neutral thought. Then as you get more confident with this thought, you can start to say, my voice is strong or my voice is low or my voice is unique. And these are still pretty neutral statements, but they're starting to help you to gain some confidence in yourself. And the type of confidence that I'm talking about is not necessarily confidence in your voice, which is good. It's good to work on that. But the most important type of confidence that you can gain in yourself and as an artist is the type where you start recognizing that you have your own back that you don't allow yourself to treat you like garbage and that you care enough about yourself that you can learn to treat yourself kindly. And that is an amazing step to take. Now, you're after you've practiced this new step, you might be getting to the point where you have practiced and you may be ready to take a jump and start saying, I love my voice. My voice is powerful and strong. My voice is exciting. I love it. And you can still be so real at this point and recognize your vocal faults. You know, like you don't need to lie to yourself. (laughs) That really is delusional. Um, So for me right now, I say my voice is strong. My voice is loud. My vowels are clear. My vibrato is even, which I could not always say that. And my high notes are coming in. I love my high notes wherever they are on a particular day. You see how I can recognize that I don't have the high notes that I think I will have in a year or five years or 10 years, but I can still love myself. I can still love my high notes for where they are, and I can recognize that they are coming, and I can be grateful for that. And along the way, you will notice things about your voice that you need to grow technically That was definitely me with my vibrato. I had to get some different instruction, change my technique, but I didn't do it out of hate for my voice. Hating your voice usually makes you want to hide your voice. I chose to do it out of love. I grew to love my voice, and because I loved it, it created the feelings of wanting to go out and put my voice constantly in a place of growth every day in my practicing. It helped me to want to find the help that I needed. And instead of feeling horrible and hiding from my faults, okay? So that's really important that you learn how to love on your voice, even while recognizing the technical things that you need to learn still. Now I'm being so honest. I feel confident saying to myself, I'm a world-class singer. I'm growing into the singer that my voice was meant to be. And 
I'm so excited for the progress that I will get to discover in the coming years. And when I say these things, it makes me feel confident and strong. It helps me to feel excited to discover what my voice will be able to do as I continue practicing. It makes me excited to see what my career will look like as I grow vocally and professionally. But I'm always striving for more because that is what makes me feel alive and fully human. If I'm just content, then I start to kind of die as a human. And I want to always be progressing to find where my boundary is. And if you would like to work on this self-love for your voice, for your body, you know, we also, a lot of opera singers really struggle with body image um, or just your career, feeling negative about your career or your life or relationships. I would love to be able to work with you on this. So please email takethestagecoaching at gmail.com or just click on the link in the show description to sign up for a free session with me. Start taking action now to create strong mental practice so that you can be resilient in the storm of being an artist. And remember, take care of yourself, give yourself some love, and love on that voice of yours. The world needs your voice, so stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage. In Boca Lupo! Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 